0: Autobots, transform! Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. He's Paul. And today it is episode 9 of Transformers Cybertron.
1: It is time, which kind of rhymes with 9. That's fine. This episode was written by... Tsuyoshi Masui, I hope, Uh, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, I felt the earth move under my feet. I felt sky high tumbling down. (laughs) Right? Okay, Uh, in this episode, um, Optimus Prime, he returns from his search to find out the kids, uh, they went out in another search.
0: Yeah, Optimus landmine and Overhaul get home, and Optimus wonders where everyone is, and where everyone is, is on Holiday Island from Pilot Wing 64, if you've ever played that game, you know exactly the spot I mean to. But yeah, Bud and his brother are playing volleyball, and Lori's just sitting there on a chair on the beach, and Joel asks her, like, why aren't you swimming too? And she's like, I didn't bring my bathing suit, and also, I'm a city girl, I don't like country life or living in rural Colorado. That was my parents' idea.
1: You know what? I gotta decide with Lori. She okay. I like the outdoors. I do a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, but I, there's a line, she's like, I like a certain pace and this is just a little too slow. And I was like, I, they, I, I hear you girl. You are speaking my language. Um, but then she goes off on how she likes to shop. And so she's just
0: like, well, it looks like the boys are having fun. She's like, yeah, they enjoy
1: that. But I enjoy other things like shopping. So she's just a consumer. That's it. Way to go. (laughs) Anyway, um, on the ocean floor, uh, Safeguard is doing all of the work in this episode. Yes. Uh, Safeguard finds a symbol on a ruin and scans it for jet fire and it's just another false lead. Well, yeah, that's what uh,
0: Vector Prime says. Oh, it's just another fake one. And the kids drive up in the minicons, and Lori shows Vector Prime a book she got from the library that says the Atlantis pattern was found on clay pots all over the world, and Bud knows a guy who has it as a tattoo, and Kobe thinks they're just more copies. I thought, wouldn't it be funny if the guy with the tattoo was actually the thing they're looking for?
1: Yes. Yes, it would. However, what I noticed, Paul, was that uh, I think it's Laurie. Yeah. Laurie says, hey, it's on clay all over the world. Yeah. So they acknowledge that not only is it just everywhere and it's pop culture, and that means it's a really bad lead to follow, but it is specifically etched into clay all over the world. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Jetfire then gives the kids a, hol- a hologram show. And tells them about what we've heard before, that they tried to build the quantum omega key locks to build the space bridges to connect the planets through the warp omega (laughs) puzzle maps.
0: And uh, the kids start to hear the. Sound of the Omega Lock again, and Vector Prime reminds them only they can hear it. But why? then they hear something else approaching. But
1: why? Why can only these three? If if all humans could hear it, I get it. But why only these three kids? Then it's audio. Right? Anyway, like, yeah, human walks by, and luckily, <laughs> luckily, Jetfire fires big butt was hidden by a rock.
0: Well, yeah, it's just a shepherd passing by on the cliff overhead. Oh, I right, said Jetfire, Vector Tell Prime. Him tell him his sheep are cute or something like that but yeah he just waves keeps going and uh, Vector Prime continues the story which is to say he repeats exactly what he said up to this point <laughs> and is frustrated that even when they find this damn Omega Lock it'll still take them time that they don't have to chart courses or not the Omega Lock when they find the map that will be with the Omega Lock it's still going to take time they don't have to chart courses and make plans while Megatron is already out there searching for the keys.
1: So he's, he's talking about the map right that they'll find with the Omega Lock that they'll use to help find the Omega lock that Megatron stole (laughs) but they're also searching for but also analyzing at the same time
0: clear as day
1: (laughs) clear as day if day was mud Uh, and then Megatron's on fire planet I don't know if this one has a name but he's watching Starscream and thundercracker on earth and monologuing that they're looking in the wrong place
0: yeah they're being chased by real fighter jets wherever they are we find out later it's in west africa they manage to lose them and they land near what starscream thinks is what they were looking for but it turns out just to be a box on a flatbed rail car and thundercracker's like this is this what we are
1: after boss whatever he says and starscream's like never question me he just flies off part of me would like to know the metric they are using to search for these things because like what was it that drew Starscream there that just by looking at this box for a couple seconds, he realized, Oh, false lead. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even pick it up or shake it or see what's inside it. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we then go back to Velocitron where, uh, Red Alert or, or Hotshot is getting uh, worked on by Breakdown and Clocker, and Red Alert is just chastising him for racing. Yeah, because that's all you've done since we got here is
0: race, race, race. And Hotshot's like, I know, isn't that the best thing about this place? But yeah, they're tuning him up, and Red Alert's like, you're being foolish, and that's all Hotshot's gonna listen to. He transforms and tells Red Alert, Look, man, give it a rest.
1: He doesn't just tell him give it a rest. He says, Hey, this is the easiest and best way for us to get the uh, Omega Key Lock map because. It's the trophy. This is what we have to do. This is the only way we can get it. And at this point, I'm now on team hotshot because Red Alert is just still saying, I think the only reason you want to do this is to win the race for your ego. So what? Yeah, if exactly. If that wins us the super mega lock key map, then it, that's what wins it. Why not both,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, well, as soon as he mentions, like, you don't even care about uh, the mission or Cybertron, just your ego, that did it. Hotshot tries to take a swing at him, but Breakdown gets between them and tells Red Alert, look, man, if all you're here to do
1: is start shit, Take a hike. Red Alert does mention that he's here to actually not make sure shit doesn't happen, but didn't he get his ass kicked at the last end of the last episode? Uh, the one before that, yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah, so he, anyway, whatever. Uh, so we go to back to the island, and the kids ask Vector Prime, keeper of space and time, I swear to God they wrote that just so it would rhyme, they yep. said it and more than once by And they do it more than now. once. <laughs> that if he can time travel, or predict the future, and apparently no, but also yes? Well, not exactly, he tells them, but
0: long ago he could see the past and future, which Kobe, whose actor sounds just enough like Michael J.
1: Fox, he thinks that's
0: really heavy.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) Um, Joel then for some reason jokes that he can stop time and Vector Primes like don't even talk about that don't mention it then Safeguard shows up and is like no I didn't find anything else. And I hope that he said because he just bleeps and bloops, but he should have said I didn't find anything else. When are you lazy fucks going to get off your asses?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, why not split up and everybody look around for this thing? But
1: yeah, can't can't the kids detect the signal? Why safeguard looking for it if the kids are the one that can detect the thing with their hookah magic, whatever it (laughs) is?
0: Give them some you know scuba tanks and send them down there to listen for it. But yeah, now Bud has the laptop out and good Wi-Fi signal out here on this island in 2005, and he's (laughs) discovered there's a pottery fragment or. Something with the Atlantis pattern on it in the Sahara Desert.
1: Oh, so, Paul, there's uh, clay etchings of this symbol (laughs) out there around the world. Okay, let's follow that lead. Yeah, Exactly. Again, the kids want to go,
0: and why not? Kobe wants to ride a camel. That's the reason why he wants to go. And I guess they're going because I think it shows Vector Prime's engines firing up. It's kind of hard to tell what it is.
1: Yeah, then we... Cut to Starscream and Thundercracker, and they're going off to the Sahara. We don't know why, but Starscream just knows that's where they have to go now. Well, I think Um, they
0: must have been watching because Thundercracker says he got the signal off of that laptop. So, yeah, they're off to the Sahara, too.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I missed that. Uh, And then we cut to Jetfire blowing, like, sand aside or shooting. I don't know what he's doing it, but while he's doing that, clearing the sand, Joel... Calls Autobot HQ, uh, and Optimus and Jetfire. Hey there, fellas! Towards... Oh hey, Lou. You here to fix that shelf? Finally? Yeah, that's why
0: I got this here big fucking level to go with my big fucking hammer.
1: Well, where is your big fucking hammer? It's right here with my. God damn it! You want us to hold your big fucking level while you go get your big fucking hammer?
0: You want a big fucking shut up? I'll be right back. You two watch them shelves for me. Commercial break. The ninth season of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show had begun with meager anticipation, but soon provided both mirth and cheer from episodes that contained a peculiarity of enjoyment.
1: Wait, we're still doing this bit?
0: It was, however, not lost on the dear listeners, that the only semblance of a storyline thus far seemed to be a poorly conscripted series of sketches in which Louis Piskapaskapowski forgot his big fucking tools. Back on Velocitron, they have Hotshot up for a test spin. He activates his Cyber Key power and just floors it. But it's like you said last time when he tried this. The last thing he wants to be is light moving at such a high speed. Like, he needs more traction. So he needs something pushing him down.
1: Which, admittedly, they figure out. Although there's a really neat bit when he does get his Cyber Key, he lays a literal strip of fire. I mean, yeah. Back to the future it's styles. Really
0: cool, looking.
1: um But, yeah, he loses control. It spins... Not spins out, but, like, yeah, basically... Just, I guess he does spin out. Although, it looked like Clocker and Breakdown were pretty much right behind him this entire time because Clocker transforms and gets a cyber key and still has time to blow out the like barrier in front of Hotshot so he doesn't crash.
0: Before, just as he hits it, he says something like, Oh, in all, it's just a break in the wall and Roger Waters is on the phone, guys.
1: So Optimus and Jetfire, they show up in the Sahara. Uh, to this crater Vector Prime has blown in the sand. Yep, and Jetfire
0: uses his engines to blow away hundreds of thousands of tons of sand to expose a gigantic ruin. And lo and behold, there's a giant gold thing that they think is the Omega Lock, which somehow didn't get blown away. And even Vector Prime thinks
1: that might be the real thing. Yeah, it's just sitting out there. It's sitting out in the open. And even if it was like... The Omega Lock, I guess it must have been important, I'm assuming, to this ancient culture. So, like, why isn't it on a stand or something? It's like, just sitting on the, on a, just stone floor, like a cobblestone yeah. wall. Hey, walk, anyway, whatever. Uh, of course, as soon as they discover the Omega Lock, and when I say discover, I mean, look over to the right, and there it is. Um, <laughs> so Starscream and Thundercracker show up. Yep, and Jetfire transforms to fly
0: after them, but Starscream blasts them, and Thundercracker makes a run for the Omega Lock, but Optimus just grabs a hold of his tail fins and starts bashing him one. It kind of reminded me of, uh, I think it's the very first episode of uh, More Than Meets the Eye, where uh, Sideswipe and
1: Sunstreaker do their jet judo, where they jump onto Thundercracker and Skywarp. <laughs> um, so in this fight, Vector Prime decides he has to go help Optimus, and he leaves the kids and the Minicons alone, which is really stupid, because as soon as he does that, and against the kids' wishes, um, Megatron shows up.
0: Yeah, it's like, don't leave them as kids to guard this thing, but yeah, Megatron blasts Vector Prime with lightning, and then blasts Optimus off a of Thundercracker with a missile, and they both go down, and Optimus is like, that was a cheap shot! And he forms Super Mode, but doesn't do him any good. He exchanges fire with Megatron, and then out of nowhere, Starscream just shoulder checks him one and down he goes, and again, he's like, that was a cheap shot! It's like,
1: man, they don't care, they're Decepticon! Yeah. uh there was going back though when megatron first collided with vector prime he had a really great line where he said you are the past i am the future so future past here's a present and then he bl- oh that's i did on prime. that <laughs> that was a just a really well delivered line by david k uh so yeah um the minicons uh back at the omega keylock planet's key, Uh, say to the kids, hey, you run, we're gonna protect this because we're probably all gonna die anyway. So the kids are like, you're the bravest Autobots ever. Bye, and then they leave. Yeah, Jolt tells Megatron, I'm not scared of you, and Megatron's like, well, you should be, and he
0: uses his meteor attack, he calls it, which is exactly what it sounds like. He turns (laughs) into a meteor, basically, and he's coming in hot, and Vector Prime sees this, flies up and brings his sword down on Megatron, but it doesn't do a damn thing, and Megatron lands with a huge
1: explosion. Oh, you said Megatron. You mean the meteor
0: lands with a huge explosion.
1: But, uh, yeah, it blows up, and Megatron looks at it from overhead. Oh, I won. And then um, Vector Prime, I, I mean, the Minicons are dead. And then Vector Prime has this, like, in- internal monologue where he's, he's saying, oh, I could have, maybe I could reverse time and change things. Maybe I should. I must! And he does. Well, yeah, I guess he goes back in time to give
0: it another try, and the kids in Minicons know that this happened, but... Wouldn't he be the only one that knew that he... Uh, either way. They all run for it, and Megatron just flies down, grabs the thing, and flies off with it. And Optimus and Jetfire get up, and Optimus wonders what happened. And Vector Prime sees the minicons running towards him and realizes it worked, because, you know, these guys are alive, and then he passes out, I guess. Took a lot out of them.
1: So Optimus chases Megatron and uh, Starscream, who have the Omega Key planet lock, and uh, he's chasing them towards their warp gate. Thundercracker fires at him on his tail, and this is kind of clever optimus just moves out of the way he knew this was coming and this missile hits megatron and starscream and only blows up the Omega Key Cyber Lock map. Yep, it destroys it. And Megatron says, well,
0: that idiot actually did us a favor, ironically, because the real Omega Lock wouldn't be able to be destroyed so easily. So I'm thinking, is that how you're going to test things from now on when you find the Omega Lock? Just
1: fucking smash it and see if it breaks. And if this thing was so clearly not the real Omega Lock Key Planet Lock, then why? what was it that made Vector Prime say, I really think this is the one? Yeah, exactly. I need a metric. But Thundercracker tells Optimus,
0: He was beaten like a rug and flies off, and they, Autobots, get Vector Prime back on his feet. He regrets leaving the others to fight the Decepticons and points out that using that power can cause distortions in the space-time continuum or something, which Jolt explains could cause time slips, like all of a sudden you could just be walking along and bang, you're in another time.
1: And he was willing to do all of that for the fucking Minicons?
0: Even though it takes a lot out of him, Vector Prime, keeper of space and time, can manipulate time itself. Well, everybody's good at something. Now he clearly didn't travel back in time himself, otherwise he'd be the only one who knew what happened, and everybody knows what happened. So his power is to move time around him and those near him, essentially turning himself into a time machine and those nearby into its passengers? That's actually kind of a neat idea. However it works, it works, and the Minicons used their second chance to run for it instead of standing to fight Megatron. What the hell chance did they think they stood against Megatron? Anyway, they used their second chance to run, except the Minicons were three piles of mangled parts when he moved time backwards. Wouldn't that just make them three piles of mangled parts... 30 seconds earlier, why would taking them back in time inside the time machine, put that in quotes, bring them back to life? Now, had everyone besides the Minicons gone back in time to before Megatron destroyed them, and then everyone told them to get the hell out of the way, you stand no chance against this guy, run...
1: Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers at Podcast Show. The episode we reviewed was time, Paul. Uh, Did you have time for much?
0: Certainly showed a new ability I don't think we've ever seen. Have we ever seen a Transformer that could, you know, Work with time, kind of thing, or manipulate time.
1: Not that I remember. I think they fuck around with it in the Siege of uh, the um, Trilogy. I think they do. Because
0: I know there was time travel in G One, like with the Aerialbots, where they go. Yeah, way, way yeah. Down, time
1: travel is a different thing. No, I don't think there's ever been a, a Transformer, Autobot, or Decepticon with time powers. That's <sighs> pretty. I mean, that's going to break a lot of rules in what's canon and not. Like, just in this show, they're gonna, means they're gonna rewrite a lot of stuff. I'll be honest, there wasn't a lot in this episode I liked. That Megatron line, you're the past, I'm the future. David Kane nailed it, but. Kind of a meh episode which with uh, too much screen time for the kids. Yeah, there was a, an awful lot of screen
0: time for the kids. Like, And they're just sitting there relaxing on the beach, playing volleyball. Like, if Vector Prime just needed to go search for this thing there, why did he bring the kids with him? Was it just to get them out of the base for a while or what?
1: Yeah, they, they absolutely 100% didn't need to be in this episode, but they were.
0: Especially if, he, if he's not going to use their ability yes. to hear the Omega Yes,
1: yes. Uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is search if you want to search for an episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, you can find our over 500 already uh, released episodes and movie reviews and commentaries and God knows what else we've done uh, at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com.
0: Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you search for us on, and uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know.
1: You can tell them that they can contact the show at transformersknitpickers at gmail.com and until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later.
0: Take a hike.